Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We've been struggling to keep up with our podcast over the past few weeks because the Homeport crew has been tied up with preparing and launching our webinar series. So today we're going to do a little bit of a shameless plug for some of our webinars, but also give you an idea of what these topics are like because most of them are things that are featured at our rendezvous. We're also going to play for you a segment from one of those webinars. Uh, that will feature Laura Stein. She's a gold looper, and she's got some suggestions on how to store things on your boat. So we'll cover all of that today and give you a preview of the upcoming webinars. Before we actually jump into the topic, I do want to take a moment, as always, to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Beneteau, Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Jumping right into our topic for today, we are talking about webinars, 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 and that's what our focus has been ever since the cancellation of the AGLCA Spring Rendezvous. Of course, the COVID-19 virus has had very far-reaching impacts on everyone, and that includes the Great Loop. So for the first time, we've canceled our spring rendezvous. So obviously, the next question that came to mind for the Homeport crew was, how do we get some of that content to our members while they're waiting for it to be um, safe and easier to move their boats once again? So a webinar series made sense. We have been uh, very happy that starting in the month of April, actually starting March 31st, We've been able to present new webinars every Tuesday and Thursday evening. And the series has been going very well. We've been excited to present the content. So we started by approaching some of our regular and most highly rated speakers from our rendezvous and asking them if they were willing to do a kind of a virtual version of their seminars. And most have been thrilled to jump right on board with us and take this path with us. So. We started off with Ben Stein, who is with Panbo.com. His first webinar was kind of an introduction to marine electronics, about a 60-minute session that gave a basic overview and, and kind of planted the seeds of what you should be considering when you're outfitting your Great Loop boat. Uh, the, the session was popular, um, and if you had been paying attention to some of the stuff that came out about our Spring Rendezvous, we had planned a full day marine electronics session with Ben that was to take place the day following the rendezvous there in Norfolk at the same facility. Um, of course, that also had to be canceled. So Ben has turned that into a virtual series, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go through this. I do want to let you know that um, that intro to marine electronics, as well as the other webinars I'm going to explain to you today, are all available through a few different channels. The ones that have already happened and are recorded are available on Vimeo, um, which is a platform that stores video for us. You will have to sign up for an account, but that's actually to your advantage because it is free of charge. And then any recordings that you purchase will stay there in your account and you can go back and access them for up to a year. So we encourage you to check out vimeo.com slash greatloop. There are a couple of free videos out there from some past webinars that I've given for our members. 
And then there are some trailers, uh, which are just snippets of the four fee webinars that are on our video on demand page. So once you get to vimeo.com slash great loop, just go to the menu there, click on video on demand, and you'll see the webinars that are available to you. Um, so check those out. As I said, we started with Ben Stein on marine electronics. Then we shifted to how to find and buy your perfect Great Loop boat. And Curtis Stokes of Curtis Stokes and Associates, who's also a sponsor, um, stood up and did that for us. It's a very popular seminar he's done at several of our events. And one of the things that's great about watching Curtis present is that it's always a little bit different. And there's always some additional tidbits that you learn, uh, especially through the Q&A, which is generally pretty extensive. So if you're in the market for a Great Loop boat, certainly recommend you checking out that session from Curtis Stokes, How to Find and Buy Your Perfect Looping Boat. Uh, as I said, we've, we kind of started, we picked and chose our, our most popular speakers who we know do this very well in a live, in front of an audience environment um, and, and changed it to a virtual environment. Uh, actually, we started out with none of these speakers. Nobody really seemed to feel comfortable using the webcam, myself included. I think we've all been in isolation for weeks now. Uh, maybe are not all looking our best at this point. Some quarantine pounds added and some lack of being at the salon. But um, again, everybody's in the Zoom environment now. So we have been getting requests to use those webcams. So in the earlier webinars, you won't see any of the speakers live on camera. Um, that's one of the things that we're changing as we go through. As long as the speakers are comfortable with it, you'll start to see the speakers on the video as they're presenting. So look for that in some of the later sessions. Um, following the week that we launched with Ben Stein and Curtis Stokes, we went to a, a week with some other topics on the webinars. One was Navigation Made Easy, and that was presented by Elise Caldwell of Captain Chris Yacht Services. Uh, they also are an AGLCA sponsor and popular speakers at our rendezvous and other places. Uh, this is a session that they have not presented at our rendezvous before, at least not in a good long while. So it was kind of a new topic for our members. We had, I was very surprised as the session started to see some gold loopers on the session um, who had really just very recently finished the loop. And, and after the session was over and uh, Elise had given us lots of tips and lots of good information, um, I asked that gold looper privately, um, you know, so excited to see you there, but how come you chose Navigation Made Easy? And he said, oh, well, I was really just trying to support the cause, but we actually have done thousands of miles on our boat and we still learned some things in that session. Um, so a great job by Elise Caldwell on presenting those details on Navigation Made Easy. So another great topic for you to check out. And also that week we had another gold looper who, um, actually she's a platinum looper, Barb Rankin, presented a really interesting topic on lists and procedures. Uh, this was designed to help make you a safer boater, but we soon learned by watching that content with Barb that she's probably one of the most organized people I have ever come across. Um, and she will show you in that webinar some uh, great big binder she has that keeps everything organized her, on her boat. Everything from procedures for emergency situations to daily startup procedures to her daily cruising logs um, that she uses to help other cruisers who have questions to lists of where things are stored. It's really amazing. And I think myself being not quite as organized would probably struggle to implement all of her ideas. But I certainly left there with a handful that I can take and put on my boat 
and start to emulate Barb a little bit and maybe someday get to that point where I'm organized like she is. So another interesting and new and different topic. And many of the resources, um, Barb basically provided a template of her um, her procedures and her forms that she uses. And that is downloadable from the greatloop.org website for our members. So you get a Word version of that that you can then edit to be specific to your vote. So that was a really fun and informative session. Uh, we also are doing a few other panels with Great Loopers. One is Weather Info Aboard. And that session was new probably at last year's Spring Rendezvous and was pretty popular and well-rated, so we repeated it in the fall and had planned to bring it back again this spring. Um, the idea there was that we have brought in weather experts in the past to give seminars that explain how to analyze the weather. And for whatever reason, they're never the very well received with our membership. And we realized that, um, you know, if, if we were crossing oceans, it might be important for us to be able to analyze the weather. But we're not doing that. And in most cases, just access to good weather data is all we need. We don't need to become meteorologists, uh, but we do know have to know how to understand the information that's being presented to us. And the most frequent question I get when I'm out there talking to people about the Great Loop regarding weather is, where do I get the best information? So we designed this session with a panel of gold loopers. Um, this year, this spring, it was set to be Jim Donnelly, Foster Shucker, and Bobby Wilson, who are all gold, gold loopers on different types of boats. And uh, basically, the session explains the different parts of weather, from tides to currents to storms to winds. Um, and then the speakers on the panel present different sources that they like, different apps that they like to collect and analyze that information. And, and most of them will look at several every day and look for agreement among them to try and make a decision on leaving the dock or not leaving the dock. And that ultimately is what people are looking for in the weather information is to decide if this is a good day to go cruising in whatever body of water that they're currently in. Um, and then at the end, they give you a kind of a rundown of their three boats, but also add in a few of other types of boats and tell you their kind of go, no go criteria, meaning winds of this speed in this direction, waves of this height at this frequency, and that type of information. So you can start to set that for you aboard your own boat, knowing what the tolerance of your own crew might be for rougher weather. So that's what the weather info aboard session is all about. The other Gold Looper panel that we put together. The seminar is called Tips from Gold Loopers, and we, in the past few events, have been wrapping up the rendezvous with this. Um, basically, we took three specific topics that people had questions about, but weren't quite in-depth enough topics to warrant a full seminar about. Um, and so we packaged them together and then added a very extended Q&A. So to do this virtually, we had a panel of three sets of speakers. Um, first, the Creeches, uh, Robert and Kay Creech, who are our current Harbor Hosts of the Year, discussed what to bring with you on the Great Loop and presented for about 10 minutes on that topic. Um, we had the Wilsons, um, Wendy and Bobby Wilson, who are cruising with their four daughters, talked about what to do with the things that you leave behind. So their slideshow included how to handle a house that you may still own and have to worry about, and what to do with your car, how to get your mail, those types of questions. 
Uh, and then the third set of gold loopers were Laura and Ben Stein. Um, and Laura primarily did the presenting there. And she talked about storage solutions and how to organize things on your boat. Actually, Laura's session was the one I chose to play the audio for you today um, because it's it's short enough that the audio without the visual of the slides works, and it, it pretty well stands alone. So I didn't want to play you a full hour of a pod of a um, webinar without any video. But for Laura's ten minute or so snippet, and you'll see a brief appearance, or you'll hear a brief appearance by Ben in there, um, and I'm gonna play that for you now. I am Laura. Please let me know if you can't hear me. I'm often accused of being too soft. Ben is standing here with me, but he is going to have me talk because he has done a lot of talking recently, and some of you may have heard him as well with all of the electronics talks. So feel free to ask him any questions, but I'm going to go through this slideshow because these are the areas of the boat that I tend to focus on. Uh, we completed the loop in October of 17. We spent 14 months with our two daughters, and then we left again, same time as the Wilsons, in July of 18, and met up with them and traveled for quite a bit that summer and fall, heading south. We made our way south to Fort Myers, got to Fort Myers a year ago, March, and have stayed put here. Uh, we do plan to travel again at some point, but Work is keeping Ben busy, and we love the community here, both the marina and the town, and have decided to stay put for a while and uh, do our best just getting through daily life while living on the boat and traveling little bits here and there when we can. So I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about what to do with all the stuff on your boat. We boated for probably 12 years before we left for the loop as weekend boaters in Chicago, taking week or two long trips here and there through the summer. But I had to completely reorganize the boat. Let's see, go to that. Reorganize the boat when we moved on it to live on it. We, like I said, we're traveling with our two kids, and we do have a larger boat than most doing the loop. We have a 57 foot Carver Voyager, but I still had to reorganize all the different areas to have them work for living on the boat versus weekending on the boat. So if you already have your boat, you're going to want to use it differently when you move on to it for the loop. If you don't have your boat yet, maybe you're buying it for the loop and you'll just move right on. And these are some areas to consider. When we left for the loop, I spent a while organizing, trying to figure out sort of how you don't lose things on your boat. Because whereas it's not that big, there are a lot of places to tuck things away. And when you need an extra roll of paper towels or toilet paper, or you have a chilly day and you need to find your winter coat, then you want to know where that is. So I did an Excel spreadsheet four years ago and kept track of, you know, the excess things and which bed we stashed under or what closet was under or which floor hatch. Uh, since then, since I'm in and out of all those spaces daily, I kind of just have a record in my head of where it is. But it was real helpful when we did the big move onto the boat uh, to keep track of all of that extra paraphernalia. Some other tips, starting in the galley, one thing to keep in mind is to make sure your storage all fits in your cabinets and drawers. So these are just two examples. On our boat, we have great shelving space, but they're not tall enough for a standard cereal box. So we bought three of these snap top containers. You can fit an almost full family size box of cereal in them, snap it closed, it keeps it fresh. It fits right in our cabinets. I can have three different kinds. My kids eat a lot of cereal, so we always have a lot of that on hand. Another example, 
of a storage tip are the spice racks. We had spices all over the place and we cook like we do at home. And so we wanted to have all of that. The girls and I bake all the time. I wanted all of, you know, cinnamon and nutmeg and ginger to do Christmas cookies, et cetera, and all of that. So Ben found these. These, there are lots of options for spice racks. You know, they're the magnetic ones, screw in ones. These are adhesive, no drilling, no screws. They just stick right up uh, onto the inside of the cabinets. And our cabinets have enough space where those don't hit anything inside the cabinets. They fit in just like that. Also in the galley, probably doesn't need to be said, but when you're underway, things move. The boat moves, you go fast, slow, you get waked, stuff goes flying, and that makes a huge mess in your galley, and no matter how much organization you do, you are gonna have a huge mess at some point. But after a really bad day of a cracked bottle of A1 all over our galley floor, we decided we had to fix that. So I found these, I believe at Bed Bath & Beyond, but they're all different shapes and sizes. We have um, a plastic bin in our freezer that we keep vacuum sealed chicken breasts and you know steak in. These are in our fridge and they the little feet sort of just fit right behind the very back of the fridge shelf to keep the whole thing from sliding. So when we're underway, nothing moves, your fridge is still intact when you get to where you're going. Same thing in our bathrooms, both in medicine cabinets, which is the little picture on the right, and the picture on the left, in the shower. We have a lot of these. We have a shower and our girls have a shower, and we have these suction cup you know, holders in the shower for both of them just to keep all of those bottles. It doesn't matter if your shampoo ends up on the floor, but it's nice to have it sort of just all in place when you get there if it doesn't need to be all over the place. This slide has a lot of stuff on it and you can download the pdf of the slides and look at it later uh, most of the bedrooms on boats have storage under the beds um, closets that aren't very big places to stash things that aren't necessarily the easiest to get to so when you're organizing under your beds just take a few minutes and try to think about what you're not going to need all that often what you don't need to get to hopefully you won't need those winter coats very often we use a lot of underbed storage that is easy to get to, big drawers and a couple of big cabinets for extra food storage, a lot of work parts for Ben, extra towels, and some of our clothes. And then the things that are under the mattress, we have storage hatches under our mattress, that's for all of the things we don't need on a daily basis. As for closets, they are usually not great. We have used a lot of command hooks on our boat. Command hooks hold just about everything from you know, filled stockings at Christmas to the 14 hoodies that my kids have hanging in their closet and they don't fall down, they hold everything. We also use packing cubes. We can put four packable down winter coats in one packing cube. And then I have another one that's full of raincoats and umbrellas. And then my kids each have a full packing cube full of swimsuits. Um, so we can, you know, they come, you order a set of packing cubes and they come in usually three or four different sizes and you can zip and cram and fit whatever you need to in those and stash them away somewhere. What, just one quick note on this. Don't be afraid to reconfigure the closets a little. The closet on the right, when we bought the boat, had this stupid little about eight inch long hook looking thing that was supposed to be a hanging rack of some sort. Uh, a little quick measuring said that a normal hanging bar would fit fine and that the front edge might be a little tight. But uh, adding that may turn what was a sort of useless closet into space you could actually use. So that's our girls' closet, and it has doors on either side, so it goes in between both rooms. And then that's the one you can't see all of the hooks, but there are at least three hooks on that door with all of the hoodies. 
storage furniture. So our boat, like most, came with a high-low coffee table and two big barrel chairs. And we did not use any of that. We, at the time when we bought our boat, had small children. They're not so small anymore. But we needed functional furniture that worked for us. And so we stored all of that in our basement in Chicago and bought furniture that we could use to fit our needs. So the coffee table is also a storage bench. The trays lift out. You can flip them and have them be on the soft side and have a nice footrest or the hard side and be a nice coffee table. And inside is filled with a ton of the kids' toys. Um, some of those, I mean, we can fit a decent amount in that one. We also have a storage bench that took exactly the space of our two barrel chairs widthwise, and it's filled with all of the board games, a ton of art supplies, and all sorts of other things. So for us, it means we lost our high-low table, which lost our downstairs dining table, and we were willing to give that up because we really needed storage space for the all of the other stuff that they have. Outside storage space, one thing to think about is a dock box. We did not have one until we decided to do the loop. We bought one then. It is filled to the brim at all times with, you know, extra power cords and cleaning supplies and any number of chamois and rags and anything you can imagine that fits in there. When we're underway, the girls' scooters fit in there too. We have a cooler right next to that dock box, which while we did the loop was full and used as a cooler. While we are here and stationary, the cooler is filled with rollerblades and bike helmets and some other random things. The dock box is actually fairly comfortable seating as well, so it provides two more seats in our cockpit. When we're sitting outside, we have chairs opposite that. And it was fun, if you can see the stickers, to collect uh, along the loop. We, we bought a sticker in every place that we stopped and collected them and quickly filled up our dock, moved on to our cooler, and now both are completely full. So. Clutter makes me anxious. I am constantly changing the storage and organization on our boat, um, like weekly. There's always something I'm trying to rearrange and find a new spot for. Uh, you have to just figure out what works, and it's fine if that changes five times while you're underway. So just adjust as you need and try any new options out as you go. That was Laura Stein with a little assistance from Ben Stein on storage solutions for your boats. Part of the Tips from Goal Loopers webinar that is available from AGLCA on our Vimeo.com slash Great Loop page. We're going to play a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, we'll tell you about the upcoming webinars, including a marine electronics series that is underway and a Cruising the Down East Loop series that's getting ready to start. We'll be back in a moment. Are you looking for a new luxury marina at an affordable price? Visit Marlin Bay Resort and Marina located in the Florida Keys. Modern docks are now available for daily, weekly, monthly, and annual rental. Each boater has unlimited free access to all of the resort's amenities, such as a large heated pool with jacuzzi and pool bar, fitness room, sauna, and steam room. Enjoy the upscale clubhouse, which is the perfect place to relax on land. And coming soon, the marina will offer new boat lifts. The marina offers billiards, table shuffleboard, and a game room, fish stations, barbecue grills, and a waterfront observation tower to see unbelievable views of Marathon. There are also a number of beautifully appointed vacation homes considered to be some of the nicest in the Keys. Marlin Bay Resort and Marina in Marathon is a perfect layover destination and has everything a cruiser could want. Come and visit Marlin Bay Resort and Marina today. You'll be glad you did. See them online at www.marlinbay.com. We're back on Great Loop Radio. 
Today, I actually do not have a guest. I'm telling you a little bit about our webinar series. We just heard a clip from Laura Stein from the Tips from Great Loopers webinar. Um, and you also heard a brief appearance in there from Ben Stein, who is with one of our sponsors, Panbo.com. Panbo is a marine electronics hub. And Ben has really become probably the foremost expert, at least that I know, about marine electronics over the past few years. So. He has uh, transitioned from what was intended to be a full-day marine electronics seminar at the Spring Rendezvous or directly after it, and transitioned that to a five-week series of webinars that we're in the midst of right now. They happen on Tuesday evenings, and if you have not signed up, you can still do that, and you can catch the first two that have already been played as the recordings on Vimeo, uh, and then you can attend the remaining three live. But we started off with a kickoff with introductions, a little bit of details about what the course would be and some of the basics of marine electronics. And then Ben took the time to hear from all of the participants uh, as we did this on Zoom. They were able to tell us a little bit more about what they were expecting about the course. And one of the great things about doing this over five weeks instead of in one long day is that Ben is able to tailor the content to what the group is specifically needing and wanting because he's got a week to do that between the sessions. So the second session was focused on multifunction devices and Ben covered um, the MFDs, he covered the uh, he covered radar and he covered AIS. And the continuation of that session will happen in week three. Uh, also in week three is safety equipment aboard your boat. So that's what's upcoming. There's, as I said, five sessions total. Um, you can check out all the details on greatloop.org slash webinars, and you can find all of our webinars there. That also does link to the Vimeo page I mentioned. Um, so you can check that out there. A couple of others that are still upcoming. Um, we have All About Anchoring coming up with Scott and Karen Duvall. Again, details are at greatloop.org slash webinars. The Duvalls were um, just kind of regular loopers and they fell in love with the lifestyle so much that once they finished the loop, they actually sold their boat and went, mm, I think we've made a huge mistake. So they bought another boat, um, got their captain's licenses and now run Capable Cruising, which is an AGLCA sponsor. So one of the things they did more of on the loop than many is anchoring. And they just seemed to have a knack while they were out there for finding all of these amazing things and places. So they're going to talk about feeling comfortable at anchor so that you can have a peaceful night's sleep. Um, so how to do that safely and what equipment you need. And they'll also show you some pictures and things of um, what they say the, the best things are found at anchor. And they'll show you some of that in the All About Anchoring. So that's coming up soon. And then the Down East Loop. This is another session that was originally planned as a full day seminar just before the spring rendezvous and with COVID-19 with the Canadian border closed um, we kind of thought we would just put that on hold and it wasn't going to happen this year but we pulled those who had registered for the day-long event um, and of the 22 who responded 21 of them said that they would love to have that content as a webinar now. So it remains to be seen whether the Down East Loop is even possible this year with the Canadian border closed. But as things start to open up, if boats have already started towards New York and are, and are ready to hit the border when it opens, it still may be possible to do the Down East Loop this year. We'll see where that stands. But while we're waiting and while all of us are kind of confined a little bit more than we're used to, 
we're going to go ahead with the webinar series. And this is a six-part series that will be starting on Thursday evenings in mid-May. So if the Down East Loop is in your future, this is probably something you're going to want to check out. We have three different couples presenting. Um, I believe each are doing two sessions, and they will cover the entire Down East Loop route. So if it's something you've considered or just something you want to learn more about, this is probably a great session to attend. Um, that also, we know that a six-week session is kind of a long commitment, and who knows, maybe some of our restrictions might be lifted, um, but they will also be recorded just like all these others. So if you miss a session or two along the way, it'll be very easy to catch up, and you'll have access to the recordings with your registration fee. So um, again, all of the details about these are on greatloop.org slash webinars. You'll see the upcoming titles there that you can register for, and you will see a link to the recordings on our Vimeo page. So hope that many of you will find some useful information there, and it'll give you something to feed your cruising addiction while perhaps we are all staying at home. So we thank you for that. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I know it was a little bit different than usual, and you heard a lot from me. So I will leave it at that for this week, but we thank you for joining us. Um, we wish you stay uh, well out there. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.